thank you so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about being distracted and how the enemy uses that to keep us to steal God from us. Jesus is going to enlighten us. We just love him. He's so good to us. He wants us to know. So he said he wanted to be where we are, and so we're going to acknowledge him right now. Jesus, we thank you that you said when we gathered in your name, you would be here. And we just are so grateful that you are. Thank you for teaching us your way. Thank you for taking over here right now. Just taking over my voice and thank you that I am your vessel. I just so feel honored to do your work. I love you. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. In your name, we pray. Amen. So, Jesus said in Mark 4, 13, and you hear me say this all the time, if you listen to me at all, but he said that um, if we didn't understand this one principle, we wouldn't understand anything. And that is as soon as we hear the word of God, the enemy is going to come and try to steal it. And in Mark 4, 17, one of the things that Jesus said he would use is distractions, distractions of the age. And you know, this virus thing going on, that is a huge distraction. And, you know, God has really prepared us for distractions. If we've been letting him get those dead branches off of us, like he talks about in John 15, he said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. The Father is the vine dresser. And if we're in agreement, you can ask whatever you will, and it'll be done. Now, if we're asking whatever we will, what is there to worry about? And, you know, really, he's, he's prepared us for this place of whatever would come against us in that place where he's getting rid of those dead branches. And getting rid of the dead branches, we're actually on that narrow path preparing for eternity. And whatever Satan tries to throw our way, it's not going to be a problem because we've been on that path. We're recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. Now, if you haven't gotten on the path and you're all stressed out with what's going on or whatever else might be going on in your life, then get on the path. Go ahead and jump back on that vine and let him take the dead branches off you. Let him prepare you. You know, yesterday, I believe we were talking about how Satan wants to attach all these things to us so that we can't fit into that narrow gate. And, you know, if you've got to have something, that's something that he has attached to you. And so in this time where, you know, everybody's hoarding and worried about what they're going to eat and what they're going to drink and what they're going to wear, if you've been on that vine, if you've been letting God prepare you, if you've been letting him recreate you, then those things aren't going to bother you. I want to read to you what he said. And actually, I'm going to start in Matthew six twenty four, And Jesus is talking here. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will stand by and devoted, be devoted to one and despise and be against the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, deceitful riches, possessions, or whatever is trusted in. And so if Satan has you distracted, uh, distracted with stuff, yeah, distracted. If he has you distracted with stuff, it's your God. He said, therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy and anxious and worried about your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. Isn't there more greater in quality, isn't life more greater in quality than food in the body far above and more excellent than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, and they neither sow nor reap, they neither sow nor reap, 
are gathering barns, and yet your heavenly Father know, keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they are? Are you not worth much more than the birds to the Father? Of course you are. And he's going to take care of you. And so if we've been practicing this, if you're practicing being a Christian, if you're learning how to live in the kingdom of God right here on the earth, then you're not, you're not depending on yourself. And you're not worried about your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. You're not going to be rushing off to the store to hoard up and make sure that you have enough. Your treasure is in heaven. You know your heavenly Father, and you know that he's going to take care of you. And, you know, in anything that you worry about, you're worrying really because you don't know him. And he wants you to know him. He wants you to know him so you can trust him. He's in love with you, and he takes care of his people. He does. But when we run off ahead of him, we cut him off from taking care of us. If we jump off the vine, then we're not prepared for the times that are coming. And he's calling us to be prepared. He's calling us to go for him. And, you know, for those people that don't know Jesus and they're freaking out, he's calling us to be there for them, to give them compassion to be kind to them and to teach them who Jesus is, to be that light. The greater work is to love, to go around doing good as Jesus did and um, stop cracking jokes about them and about those who are worrying because, you know, we do really, none of us have arrived. We do our own worrying. There isn't any of us who don't, who, who doesn't take the time to worry about something. But the thing is, When we go to Jesus and we sit at his feet, he gives us that peace that passes all understanding. And the more we know him, the more we don't have to worry. And the more we don't worry, the more faith we have. And the more we're going to be prepared for things that are to come. Jesus said hard times are going to come. Things are going to be happening. And he told us things to come to remember what he said. And this whole time that you've known him, he's preparing you for the things to come. You know, the things that are attached to you, he, he's helping you to get rid of. So your dependence is only on him. You know, Satan knows that if you have a God before God, if you're depending upon what you're going to eat, and what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear as important, and not knowing, the, you know what he's talking about, actually, the importance of life is to love and to give. And we can't do that when we're so worried about our life, what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, and what we're going to wear. Um, you know, if, if we're so worried about running after stuff, then we're, we're missing the importance of life. We're missing that love. We're missing our calling. You know, we're called to do what he was doing and even greater things. But if we're distracted with money, things, um, worried about your life, worried about maybe dying or, or whatever it is that the enemy is um, getting you to fear. He knows how you think and what buttons to press. He watches you. He, he knows how to trip you up. But the way to not let him pull the rug out from under you is to not let him get you rattled, not let him get you upset. Take captive your thoughts when he comes against you and tries to get you to worry and, and line your thoughts up with the word of God. Jesus said that he loved us. He laid down his life for us. And he said, by 
by his stripes we were healed. So if you get sick, you can get healed. And, you know, God told me this one day, he said, that he doesn't need people in heaven. He needs people on the earth to go and to do his work. And so that is a major thing that Satan is working to distract us from. You know, if we're sick and worried about our life and what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear, and I feel like I've said this countless times already anyway, then um, we're not going to be thinking about what we're called to do. We're not going to th be thinking about preparing the way for him. He's coming and he is asking us to prepare the way for him. He, we have a part in his return. And so Satan is trying to distract us from that. And when we bring glory to God, you know, it doesn't make Satan look good. And, you know, he knows, he knows where he is going. And so he is anxious um, to keep God's truth from being spread upon the earth to his people. He, he wants it to stop. And so he is causing all kinds of chaos, distraction, trouble, worry to keep us from being on that narrow path, being recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew so we can go and do that greater work that he did. He's just causing distractions. And we can just not worry. You can just sit at Jesus' feet every day and not worry and just let him give you your instruction and you can carry on. You can take authority. He's given us power and authority over the enemy and we can bind him. We don't have to worry. We don't have to get all stressed out and we're never alone. God said he'd never leave us or forsake us. He said in Psalm 91, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right side, and nothing will come near you because you've made him your most high. And so if you're listening today and you never asked Jesus to be your God, if you never asked him to come and live on the inside of you, and really that is what happens when you get born again, his spirit comes and lives on the inside of you. And you can hear him and feel him. He's tangible. And he's going to give you that peace. And he's going to recreate you to be like him so that you can live in this world and so that you can take your authority over the enemy and not let him move you, not let him talk to you. We are to take captive every thought. And that is because he comes in your thought life and he harasses you and you know, he tries to get you to worry, and everybody is certainly worrying right now. Well, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people. And so we as Christians, God is calling us to be Christ-like. What would Jesus be doing if he was here? What is he thinking, right? And so we should be in agreement with him. And if you don't know what he's thinking, get on your knees. Open the word of God. John 1, 1 tells us he is his word. And so when you're looking at his word, you're getting his opinion. You know what he's thinking. And so you can think that very same thing. You can be in agreement with him. And that's going to take care of all that worry that you might be worried about. And so, you know, Satan has a, he has a ploy. You know, he, he has a plan. God has a good plan for your life. Satan is out to kill, still and destroy. And so he's using distractions, worry, anything to keep you from your... Um, from your walk with God, anything to put a God before God, like we read in um, Matthew six twenty four. no one can serve two masters. And so really, when you're running after stuff and you're worrying, you're serving Satan. He's your God. When he's got you in fear, you're worshiping him. 
You're not worshiping God. And you may not know that. You may not have known that until you just heard me say that today, but it's true. He is the author of fear. He is. And so this is his plan. Jesus said, if you didn't get this one thing in Mark 4, 13 through 15, you wouldn't get anything. And then he explained that as soon as we heard the word, the enemy would come and try to take it. And so he is trying to take God from you. And as I said when we started, if he can take God from you, he's got it all. And he is, um, in Acts 10.38, Jesus went around doing good, healing all who were harassed and oppressed by the enemy. And so he is harassing and oppressing. He is putting us in like a mental prison if we let him. But you don't have to let him. Jesus gave you power and authority. He said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And so you got authority over him. You're his boss. You don't have to worry. And so if you want to be happy, if you want a good life here on the earth, if you want to live, live with Jesus when you leave here, then you want to get in agreement with him. And in order to get in agreement with him, you got to know what he's thinking. You have to know his opinion. And so you don't live by the opinion of man. You live by his opinion. You get in the word and you start agreeing with what he said, what he says, who he is, how he thinks. And then you can live in that peace that passes all understanding. You can be a part of his quest. You can be teaching people who he is. You can be doing your part in the kingdom of God. You can be doing what you were created to do. You can have happiness, peace, joy, and contentment, even in the midst of chaos. And so instead of leaning on yourself or being so concerned with what another man is thinking, we got to go to God and find out what he's thinking. And, you know, let him tell you everything's going to be fine. You're fine. It's good. You can do this or you should do that or console this person. He is love and he wants all of his people to know him. And that is why Satan is causing so much chaos. Because he is trying to steal God from us and we don't have to let him. We don't have to let him control us. And so when you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, he comes and he lives on the inside of you. He's there for you all the time. You're going to hear him. He said, my sheep know my voice. Um, we're going to know his thoughts. Corinthians tells us that. He's going to be there day or night. In Revelation 3.20, he said, if you invite him in, he's going to dine with you, which means he's going to be with you all the time. And he's going he's gonna, to, you're going to be connected to that vine and he's going to start taking the dead things off of you, the dead things of the world, the things that aren't going to do you any good, the things that are dragging you away from him. He's going to teach you and he's going to show you the power and authority that you have over the enemy and just, he's going to make your life um, good and full of peace and joy and it's a good life and you got him to count on you. You have him to count on. You don't have to worry about what's going on around you because he's going to take care of you. And when you leave here, you're going to be with him. And so there really is nothing to worry about when you make Jesus Lord of your life. And I'd love to say that prayer with you if you'd like to say it with me. And let's do that. Jesus, we want your peace. We want your knowledge, your revelation knowledge, your wisdom. We want all that you have. We want to live in your kingdom. 
and be a part of the answer. We want to make a difference. We want to show who you are. And we're just asking that right now you would come and that you would just dine with us. Just come and be with us all the time. Just go ahead and change us, teach us. Get those dead branches off of us and help us to be committed to you. Tell us our assignment. Show us where you want us to go. And we will go. We will go for you. You said the harvest is plenty and the workers are few. And so we want to be those workers. We want to make a difference. We want to show who you are. So we're asking you to come and to teach us and bring us up. Bring us up. Teach us how to be like you. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. In your name we pray. Amen. So I just feel him prompting me to tell you, you know, so many people say they've asked God what their part is over and over again, and they haven't heard him. And really, when you ask him, he gives you a little bit at a time. It, it really is more like a correction. He starts teaching you and molding you how to live in his kingdom. And so what he tells you to do might not sound like an answer. You know, his first instruction may be for you to I don't know, love someone, forgive someone, um, something in your life that needs to be changed so that you can represent him. Maybe not judge someone, um, have more compassion for someone. Maybe um, he'll ask you to change jobs, to move. I don't know. But when he starts directing you, that means he's leading you down that path that he has created for you to walk. And it leads to that thing that he's calling you to do. It leads to the good life. He is good, and he has a good plan for you. And he's going to lead you that way, and it's just one direction at a time. And so you got to take that one direction at a time and just do what he's telling you to do. And then he's going to give you another direction, another direction, another direction. And then all of a sudden, you're going to know where you're going. You're going to know the plan. And you should keep asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. And that door will be open to you, Matthew 7, 7. God is so good. He's so in love with you. If you said that prayer today, I'd love it so much if you let me know. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.